Hi everyone, quick programming note before we get started. Recently it was brought to our attention that our name contains some historically anti-black language, and so to correct this we've decided to change the name of our show. Going forward we'll be using the name Monster Masquerade for our show and its related content. You can also find a link in the episode description for a list of resources to support the black community and efforts to fight racism, discrimination, and police brutality. Thank you. back welcome wait how do i intro how do i do intro oh Why no I always, we don't. Forget, I always forget how to intro well we changed the name too <laughs> don't know what to say anymore hello and welcome to to monster masquerade i'm justin and i'm mint oh no 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 we gotta stick with it okay, we got okay. we got a new name it makes me feel <laughs> it makes me feel so fancy I feel very dapper. Like we're being transported to another world. Yeah, I like this. Where we have top hats and masks. Not just like I... medical masks, <laughs> but like fancy masks. We're all masked up. Heck yeah. Uh, hi, welcome to our show. This is this is our first rebranded episode. Uh, so New if you, brand. If you missed the name, uh, the show is now called Monster Masquerade. It's kind of it's kind of fitting because the topic that we're discussing today has some very fantastical elements in it. That's true. But before we get into that, I just want to say, rather, I want to I want to ask a question. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we psychic or like is the interest is, is the industry watching us? Are they? I want to give some context, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rewind. Our second episode, (laughs) we covered Alien. Our third episode, we talked about Dead by Daylight and characters that we would want to see in the game. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Courage the Cowardly Dog. We've talked about Goosebumps and by extension, Fear Street. And recently, it's like everything we've discussed has either made a comeback or like is is being brought to the table in some way. Alien kind of it, bizarre. It's it's so, like, are we just are we in the loop? Do we have insider information? I or, don't. <laughs> <laughs> or like, are people in marketing and stuff like who are coming up with these ideas like specifically targeting like our demographic, and we just <laughs> happen to be like laying the path for them? That's probably more correct. Everything like, is bizarre. Alien is getting a TV show. Dead by Daylight, we got the Resident Evil chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Courage the Cowardly Dog, a series that I thought would have been, like, like gone forever. <laughs> I was a goner. Like, I think we even mentioned that when we were talking about Courage. Like, mm-hmm. we're just like, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. They're doing a crossover movie with Scooby-Doo that looks like a lot of fun. Which we were talking about covering. Yeah. So... The- I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. So maybe with this episode, like if that trend continues, <gasps> we're going to finally get a Coraline too. We're talking about Coraline. We're talking that- about Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything else? Did we predict anything else? Um, I think that's it for the most part. I think that's it. Maybe we did and we just don't know it yet. Right. Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus oh, 2 yeah, finally yeah. got a release yep, date. Yep, yep. Like, Fear so Street is, is, a, is a movie series on Netflix coming out. Like, there's just been so much. It's wild. Maybe we are psychic. Maybe we should <laughs> rebrand ourselves to the, um, uh-huh. the pretty psychics. I don't know. I'm trying to do alliteration <laughs> here. It's not working. No, that works. Uh, that's, that's good. The, Psychedelic psychic. Just using the word psychic twice. Never mind. We take mushrooms before every episode. No, 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 we don't. 
Time to do a correction cafe, kids. Don't oh, do no. mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to... I felt like we had to discuss that. Because yeah. it's very exciting. There's been a lot of stuff, like, being announced in in, like, regards to the horror genre. But it's so just, much. It's so funny. Like... Yeah. Maybe maybe that'll continue. We'll get Coraline 2, and then we'll get, like, a sequel to Twin Peaks. Or not Twin Peaks. Uh, Crimson Peak. <laughs> that already exists (laughs) yeah we're talking about Coraline Coraline no no more distractions we're here we're Uh, here (laughs) we're gonna be discussing uh, the movie mostly although there's some if you didn't know it's it's based off of uh, a book by the Mm -hmm. same name uh, that was written by one of my favorite authors yeah I love I love Neil Gaiman so much me too um, oh, they're make oh, they're making a Sandman series. Already. Yeah, that's no. not us being psychic though, but it is, <laughs> it is happening. No, they've got they've got Sandman, and I think uh, what's the Omens one? Uh, good Omens. Good Omens is getting a second season. Neil Gaiman's busy. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a little, it's a cute little stop. I mean, it's kind of it's a little scary. My sister is still scared of it. She's always been scared of it, and she still is in her adult life. <laughs> I, she literally came in here before I started recording, and she's like, oh, what are you talking about this time? And I was like, Coraline. And she's like, oh, no, scary. <laughs> I was like, that's the whole point of the podcast. Can't listen to this one. <laughs> we make it not scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Coraline? What's your experience with Coraline before the episode? So I I feel like I, w- I, I came to the party late with Coraline. Um, mm-hmm. I probably didn't see the movie until until like my freshman year of high school, probably. Oh, but I had definitely read the book prior to that. Um, like Coraline and uh, the Graveyard Book uh, are both two of my favorite like young adult novels that Neil Gaiman has done. And so like I missed out. I think I had to wait until like my cousin got it on DVD with the like weird purple and green like 3d glasses that yeah. i think they did um, i mean before i saw that it that wasn't too late after because we're like very similar in age the movie came out in 2009 so right if it was your freshman year it couldn't have been too too late after it came out no that's true i don't know time is an illusion i don't remember anything. true true maybe it's just because you didn't see it in theater or right um, i didn't either but yeah I, I really enjoyed it and then i feel like it's something that I was always like, oh, yeah, I would love to watch that again. And then I just didn't for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> I um, do that with stuff. But but you have quite the history with it, right? I love this movie. I love stop motion, though. We've talked about this. You don't like dolls or like stop motion. I mean, you like stop motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolls, creepy doll stuff. Um, I know specifically you mentioned like Dark Crystal. Yeah, no, that one's bad. Like, no, no. <laughs> but I just like grew up loving stop motion. And I remember watching this uh, in eighth grade. I think it was eighth grade. I remember I was like at the guy I was dating at the time's house. We had a pizza night and we watched Coraline. And after that, I just like rewatched it. Like, like I said, like once a month, I rewatch it all the time until Netflix like removed it, which rude. Mm-hmm. The heck. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I love this movie. I would listen to the soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack is by Bruno. Hmm. My French teacher is going to fight me. Oh, no. I think it's Cole. But uh, he's a French composer. I would listen to that while I did my homework all throughout high school. I just love everything about it. This is a uh, studio like as like first project, right? Yep. Yeah, it was them and Henry Selick. Okay, yes. He worked on Nightmare Before Christmas. That's why people get confused and think that it's um, Tim Burton all the time. People will mm-hmm. be like, oh, I love Tim Burton. Um you know, Coraline's creepy because it's Tim Burton, but not quite. <laughs> it's not. It's not a Tim Burton. I like Henry Selick's stuff, like you mentioned, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I was weirdly obsessed with James and the Giant Peach growing up. <gasps> Is it the Pretty Spider Lady? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I feel like I would dream about <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. So, like, it makes sense that they would have tapped him for for this movie. Yeah. I also. I'm looking right now. He's making a little Nightmares TV series right now, like a stop motion one. So that's, oh, heck. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, it is. 
Oh, that'll be so... I know he's also doing another movie with uh, uh, Jordan Peele and uh, yeah. Keegan-Michael Key that I think is That's supposed so to be cool. stop motion as well. Yeah, it says it's in post-production now. It's slated for 2022. I think everything got kind of delayed because COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's going to be so good. I love it. <laughs> I love Coraline. I love everything about Coraline. Um, I love the progression of the story. I love that it never feels too long. I love that the characters, like even though it's a short film, have so much growth in that time. Mm-hmm. Just It's just written so well. I forgot how, like mean everybody started off at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie yeah like, i think i was watching it and i texted you and i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> why are they attacking each other her parents are so like they're like the like they're not bad parents but you can tell it's like that time where they just moved they are like completely enthralled in their business they have to like get their magazine off the ground so they don't have time mm-hmm. like constantly pay attention to Coraline right after the move and i think that that's a really good contrast to whenever she first goes into the, the other world and she's just like, Oh wow. Like everyone's so nice. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I mean, YB is sweet a little, I mean, he's, he's an odd duck, but like, he's very odd. Yeah. I love YB <laughs> so much. YB so good. Why? Okay. Why would you name your child? Why born? <laughs> I don't know. I'm YB. YB Lovett. YB? Short for why born. Not my idea. Of course. What'd you get saddled with? I wasn't saddled with anything. It's Coraline. Uh, Caroline what? Coraline. Coraline Jones. Hmm. It's not real scientific, but I heard an ordinary name like Caroline can lead people to have ordinary expectations about a person. <clears throat> Can't remember if they go into the, like... No, I mean, I'm just assuming they didn't want to have a child, but <laughs> oh, that's no. so mean. It is. Like, Neil Gaiman's usually... He always assigns like metaphors to names and stuff in yeah. his writing. So I'm sure there's something like that. Yeah. Before we get too into the like movie part two, there's um quote unquote controversy. It's not controversy. There's like a rumor that was started on Tumblr, of course, um, that Neil Gaiman's daughter said that she was not scared of the book so that it'd get published, but then she actually was horrified of it. She was so scared, but really it was like the his agent's daughters um, said they weren't scared at all, but they just mm-hmm. wanted to find out what happened. So no one was like horrified of the story. Like they just, <laughs> it, like his daughter has actually been writing horror since kindergarten. So like creepy tales and stuff since she was in elementary school. That's so cool. So she, she liked it. <laughs> I wonder if they've done any projects together. I don't know. I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any. They're, they're kind of private. Mm. Which I don't I don't blame them. Right. But he, he said that he mainly wanted to write a scary children's story to show that it's important to tell children that you can um overcome dangerous things, which mm. I think is really cool. Yeah, I think that makes that makes a whole lot of sense. Like yeah. in in reading the book and stuff, which it's been a little while, like even longer since I've seen the movie. Um, but I did do like a quick little refresher, right? Like the only the the major difference between the two is like the tone of it for the most part. Like in the book, at one point, Coraline goes to I mean, she she essentially like reaches out to any adult figure that could help, and everyone just kind of writes her off. Like she tries to go to the police, she tries to talk to her neighbors, like everyone just kind of ignores her, and it feels like kind of. Stephen King-esque without being like nearly as abusive right mm-hmm. it's just kind of ne- neglectful yeah um, and then there are of course that like things that they had to trim down for like the purposes of making a movie the creepiest thing about the book is like the hallway itself that like leads to the other world um because in the movie it's just like a little like crawl space right and it like yeah, expands it's kind of, like, expands um, but in the book, it's like a never-ending hallway that's like super dark. Um, there's a quote in it, and it's like Coraline knows that like if she falls down, like she'll never get up because she can like just barely see or like feel something in her periphery that's like about to get her. Well, uh, that's definitely much scarier. <laughs> it's very creepy. And then the dad, like 
the the scene with the dad at the very end is like it gives me like big little nightmares vibes where like yeah he just gets turned into this like grotesque like doughy thing that chases oh. her in the basement uh, they do that a bit a little bit with the, with the pumpkin thing moving his arms that's mm. so unsettling i think that that's like as unsettling as they could go if they wanted to dub it a children's film right though because like Around that time is whenever kids were like leaving the theaters and stuff, you know. They're like, no, <laughs> like they're just like, I'm not, no. I can, I can deal with the button eyes. I can't deal with the weird lumpy dad. Yeah, lumpy dad. <laughs> He's so sad and slow. He's so sad. His song is so fun though. The other father. Mm. It's by um, they might be giants. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, it's fine. They might be giants. They were actually hired to write most of the soundtrack, so they wrote ten songs for the soundtrack. But then it was too—it was too happy. Like it just made it <laughs> not creepy at all. Making up a song about Coraline. She's a peach. She's a doll. She's a pal of mine. She's as cute as a button. I think they understood. It doesn't say right. um, if they understood or not. But they—I mean. They wrote if that it doesn't one. go for the vibe. Right. They want, they wrote that one Curse the Cowardly Dog song. Which one? There was one that they did uh, about Curse the Cowardly Dog that would like show on commercials and stuff. Oh. There's like a whole music video. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. It's interesting. This is another movie that, that we've, or another project that we've covered that has like a huge cast as well. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising giving like given like that it is this studio's like premiere film i think like i didn't realize until i was doing research that it was dakota fanning yeah i, I, I never paid attention <laughs> i recognize her from uh like you know lilo and stitch 2 and also mm-hmm. um totoro um oh okay okay i didn't know it was john hodgman that did the voice of the the dad um he has Who like a that? He has a podcast. He was a writer on um, The Daily Show, I think. And uh, do you remember those old, like, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC uh, commercials? He was he was the Mac. I don't. Uh, it's, it's, but yeah, he's, I didn't realize it was him. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't speak huh. a lot, except for like huh. when he's the other father. That's um, cool though. But yeah, Keith David is probably like, the coolest person on this cast. He's um, just the coolest person in general in life. Right. I, His has, voice. It's so good. It's so good. He did uh, Goliath and Gargoyles. He's done so like he's known for his. Is he Doctor Facilier? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's known for like his baritone, but like in roles like this where he like goes high with it, it's like also very very good. Why does she want me? She wants something to love, I think. Something that isn't her. Or maybe she just loves something to eat. Eat? That's ridiculous. Mothers don't eat daughters. I don't know. How do you taste? <laughs> I love the cat. And, the cat. And Terry Hatcher is very scary as the other mother. Yeah, she does such a good job. There's a whole interview um, with her and Neil Gaiman talking about just the film, and she said it's the most fun she's ever had with the role. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I think yeah. I would, if I could play a bad guy at least like once, like I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, and that kind of bad guy is just so like, I don't know, just like creepy. Mm-hmm. Like she's not saying things that are horrible. It's like the intention behind them. And that's what's so scary. <laughs> Great. It's like everything is a game until it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's like the perfect metaphor for like abusive parents. Mm. But like, like even whenever she's trying to literally like eat her uh-huh. <laughs> at the end, she's still saying like nice things. Like she's trying to sound nice. Mm. She does. She has a line in the book uh, where they're like, agreeing to the terms of their game, right? And Coraline is like, do you swear on your mother's grave? And she's like, I do. I put her there myself. And when she tried to crawl out, I shoved her back in. Oh my God. 
Ugh, other mother's so cool. She's so cool. What a good villain. Mm-hmm. What a good movie. This is honestly my favorite horror animated film. And it's tied for my favorite stop motion film. Ooh. What's I, the other one? It's Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, okay, yes. I, I watch both of them equally as much, and I can never choose between the two, and they have very different vibes, to mm-hmm. be fair. That's so good. Okay. Plot. Plot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love geeking out about this movie. It's so good. It's so beautiful. The movement's great. It doesn't try to be too realistic. Mm-hmm. Like with how the food looks and stuff. I don't It's so good. Like... The colors alone are so pretty and vibrant, and mm-hmm. it does the um, it does the Wizard of Oz thing where it starts off very like kind of grayscale, desaturated, just because uh, Coraline is miserable in their new apartment, uh, and yeah. then when we get to the other world, we get all these like splashes of color that like quip- quickly become jarring with each like subsequent visit and like a little more weird and it's got like some german expressionism film like elements to it and it's just oh i doubt (laughs) i doubt people would be interested in like a um like cabinet of dr caligari uh episode but (laughs) maybe they would german expressionism is very cool and i just think of (laughs) Going off on a tangent, but I mean, it's a podcast. What do you expect? Um, Back in the day when Portlandia was first airing, one of the early episodes is all about the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Uh Yeah, Um, it's it's just a really funny episode. (laughs) I just remember that they like uh, whenever somebody finally borrows it from you, they're cursed and they can't get rid of it until someone willingly borrows it from them. It's it's funny. I don't remember this. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> that, those episodes are real hit or miss, but that one was really funny. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, stop motion, like, mouse segments that they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I forgot about those. <laughs> Plot. Plot. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So Coraline and her family move into this big house that... Uh, is now like an apartment complex for a bunch of weirdos. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even the landlady doesn't live there. They're great. They're great weirdos. They're very good. In the book, less so. They're kind of creepy. But in the movie, they're all just eccentric, I think is the word that they use eventually. Who's your favorite? I mean, I got it. I do do love... um, I I do love the actresses. They're great. They're really great. They like. Mine. I didn't. I didn't know they were supposed to be like burlesque, like dancers or, or anything. <laughs> I just thought, like, oh, you know, this is old school theater, and they're very pretty, like <laughs> the theater. Uh huh. No, they. They they work with what they got, and they got a lot. The voice actresses were actually like pretty highly respected like classic uh actresses mm-hmm. if i remember correctly but yeah that's really cool they're, they're so good they're so hard to choose from but Bob- bobinski is my favorite <laughs> so i love funny. him and his mice mm-hmm. and his music is like the best in the soundtrack it's just so so russian i don't know it's so good like with the accordion and everything mm-hmm. wow yeah. <laughs> it's just very like heavy and mm. open ski. <laughs> I, I know that like in the books, the his pet mice, uh, especially in the other world, like they can talk and they have like a whole they recite a creepy poem. Oh. Uh, and it's the worst. That's kind of creepy. They're mm. already kind of creepy whenever they become like the big rats. Mm-hmm. She's upset because uh, they just moved to this place away from her friends uh, who are very into hockey. Yeah, they're know. from like Minnesota or something like that. Right. I t- Michigan. I think it's Michigan. So she's trying to she's trying to get used to it, uh, trying to get her parents to interact with her like 
literally at all, but they're just so busy trying to meet a deadline for like a garden catalog that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's kind of just left to wander like the apartment complex and like the surrounding woods and stuff, uh, which yeah. is where she meets YB and the cat, who she does not like at first. She either hates of them. the cat and YB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> YB's uh, grandmother who like owns the property uh, used to live there with her family and her sister, uh, but after her sister uh, like disappeared or died, uh, she just like refuses to go in the apartments because she says it's like bad luck, and she yep. forbids YB from going over there. Uh, and then YB finds a doll that looks just like Coraline, and he gives it to her because he decides it's a really good idea. <laughs> Uh-huh. To do that, he gives it to her, and she has this doll. This, uh, she just sits it in her room. I don't know what what would you what would your reaction be? You know, I'm kind of stupid, so I'd probably <laughs> also I'd be like, "That's so cool," you know, and like put it in my room. Uh-huh. I like creepy dolls though, so like the other mother would have no problem getting. I'd be like, "Nice," mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, "This is cool." <laughs> well, doesn't he say that like he? He, like, stole it from his grandma, right? Like, it wasn't even just that, like, he found it. Yeah, it was just, like, in her room or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but it looks just like you, so I had to bring it to you. Mm-hmm. If I found a doll that looked like somebody I just met, I definitely wouldn't give it to them. Right. And I'd be like, why the heck? <laughs> That's what, something that you, like, after you've known them for a couple of months, you uh, bring out for, like, their birthday, and then you, like pretend that you made it yourself like oh we're such uh-huh. good friends i made it myself <laughs> yeah no she's like creeped out at first but she definitely do- like does take it home mm-hmm. um and then she finds like a little crawl space with like a tiny door that she can't open she like needs a key for it and so she's like begging her parents like can we have can i have like the extra key to unlock this thing uh I think eventually her mom like gives her the keys just so she'll be quiet and it doesn't work at first. Yeah, it's um she opens it and there's nothing behind mm-hmm. the the door. It's like a brick wall. It's just a brick wall and she's just like I don't know, it's an old house. They probably like bricked it off whenever they made it apartments. Adventure over. Yep. And she's like, "Nope, Coraline, you promised you'd leave me alone, so <laughs> go away, you know." Mm-hmm. Is this the part where uh YB thinks that she is a witch. Is that like their first or second That's interaction? That's their first interaction because she's walking around um, with what she finds out is poison oak. Uh-huh. And she's trying to like do the water witching thing. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, that's poison oak. <laughs> so her hands get all splotchy and, and red. Yep. I, I think she is. she's very justly like upset with the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You're a kid. You had to move away from your friends. You had to move into this weird old house with these like old people that are eccentric, <laughs> mm-hmm. and your parents don't listen to you. They won't help you like make things look better. It's like very gloomy wherever they are. Yeah, it's not like Hocus Pocus, where like the town is super stoked <laughs> about Halloween, and yeah. so like, you could be like, oh, okay, this place is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. no, it's just like rainy and sad the entire time. Yep. Uh, uh, so she needs an escape. Yes. And then she gets it from a mouse. Little mice. <laughs> <laughs> Who like leads her through the door uh, into another version of her house where she meets uh, the other mother and father. Um who look just like her parents, except they're nicer and they like cook food and they've got like buttons for eyes and that's weird, but like it's This probably is where I'm okay. noping out. Like <laughs> mm. But I think she thinks it's a dream at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I would probably assume that it was a dream too. Yeah, like why would this be real? And she eats there, the other father sings her a song that he wrote just for her. Um and they put this mud on her poison oak that's, like, going to cure it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And they're like, good night. And she wakes up, and the 
poison oak is actually gone. So that's when she's like, oh, mm-hmm. like this is a real place. And she tries to tell her parents about it. And they're just like, what the heck are you what, talking about? <laughs> what a wacky dream. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what do you mean? Like, eh, they don't believe her at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she tries to get more information from YB because like, I don't know, his grandma owns the place. That makes sense, I guess. He's mm-hmm. he's never been in there, but he probably knows something. Uh, and th- I think that's when he like tells her that like, oh, my grandma's sister disappeared, and so like, I'm not allowed in the house because it's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and then she also like tries to ask her neighbors about it, and they offer very cryptic warnings. Uh, yeah, very cryptic warnings. Mm-hmm. I think I think Bobinski is like, oh my my mice don't like it. Uh, and then she gets like a tea leaf reading from uh, Spink and Forcible, the two old ladies who live together. Mm-hmm. Which I can't tell because I think this was like this is like a thing that happened. Is like you had your um, spinsters, like your Hollywood spinsters, right? Who were obviously like lesbians, but just like had an air of sophistication to them that nobody really. Yeah, they thought they were just like good friends from the theater that lived together or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Like old-timey gal pals. Old-timey gal pals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Caroline. Caroline, Caroline, Caroline. You are in terrible danger. Oh, give me that cup, April. Your eyes are going. My eyes? You're blind as a bat. Oh, now, um, well, not to worry, child. It's good news. There's a tall, handsome beast in your future. Oh, what? Miriam, oh, really? You're holding it wrong. They argue a lot, but, like, they obviously care about each other. They've got, like, a bunch of dogs that all look the same, and when one oh, of them dies, yeah. they like stuff them. They mount them, uh. and they're like sewing the angel wings on the ones that are alive. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no!" And they're like, "Oh no, we just fit them early." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Those poor dogs. <laughs> the dogs also talk in the in the book. Oh, because uh, one of the the usher dogs. Uh, throws a fit that Coraline doesn't have a ticket and like mentions like oh, all these kids keep coming in here without tickets <laughs> and expect to see the show and what am I supposed to do except let them in like, I wish poor. they would have kept that in that's so funny <laughs> it's so funny because I mean the the cat talks mm. they mention the mice talking but you don't actually hear them talk right like could... Bobinski mentioned several times like they keep calling you Coraline I tell them it's Caroline but mm-hmm. I think they insist it's Coraline. <laughs> mm-hmm. What happen- What happens next? She keeps going back. She goes back for a, a good while. Um, she goes back a couple times, sees, like, everyone in all their glory, you know, like, Bobinski's show, um, the spinsters are, like, so cool. Um, she YB sees the garden. Like yeah, which is... Huh. it's so mean they're like idealized versions of what she wants them to be yeah um and she thinks yb is annoying so of course the perfect yb doesn't talk and and then the other mother's like well you can stay here forever but you have to let us like give you these buttons like you have to sew these buttons into your eyes and they show them to her and she's like we can change the color but i prefer like classic black i always thought that was creepy Mm -hmm. like look you can change the color and the other father even mentions like it only hurts a little bit Uh it's very sharp (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like quickly silence like yeah it's your decision darling we only want what's best for you i'm going to bed right now bed before dinner i'm really really tired yeah Uh, i just need to sleep on things well of course you do darling i'll be happy to tuck you in oh no thanks uh you've you've done so much already you're welcome (gasps) and i we aren't worried at all darling soon you'll see things our way 
she like wakes up and she's still in the other house. Um, and then this is where like other mother starts to get more lean and like kind of skeletal. Mm-hmm. Like she has some like spider like qualities later on, but like here she's just kind of gaunt and like she, yeah, very she gets tall. sunken mm-hmm. and her shoulders are pointy. She definitely gets creepier. But like That's after true. she uh, refuses to get the button eyes, they like lock her in a room. Uh, oh yeah, behind a mirror. Yeah. And then that's where, like, she meets the kids, and they're like, hey, this place is whack. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, we got stuck here. We're still stuck here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stuck in this room, being sad ghost children. Mm-hmm. And then, because uh, that's, like, that's, like, the other mother's whole thing is, like, she feeds on their, like, unhappiness. Uh, and then once they're fully happy in the other world, like, they're not really of any use, but... If you murder them and turn them into ghosts, you got like a kind of unending supply of misery. Yep, which is so sad. I was going to say, that's probably the darkest thing I've said on the show so far. (laughs) (laughs) The edgy, so edgy, but it's true. Mm. It's sad. Um, And then other YB rescues her from the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think this 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 is where she finds out that her parents are missing. Yeah, her parents are missing. She tells YB, like real YB, that she met his grandma's sister. Mm-hmm. And she describes what she looks like. And he's like, you're nuts. And he's like, I'm leaving. You're nuts. Because <laughs> I think she's like, she's alone for like a couple days, I think. Yeah, she's just like sad, like crying. Not happy. She, like, makes little fake versions of her parents in bed and, like, lays next to them. Oh, it's so sad. It's really sad. And then she decides, like, well, I gotta do something about this. Mm-hmm. So then she goes back in. We haven't talked about the the cat yet. Who, he like, doesn't really do much until she's back in, like, fighting for her parents. Like, mm-hmm. he's around. And he's kind of mean first, because mm-hmm. she was mean to him. Yep, she was mean to him. Uh, he mentions he doesn't like a rat in the best of times. Mm-hmm. Um, he just talks to her about it being another world, but it's just like the other mother's creation. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. It's so, interesting also that he can just go between the dimensions. It's very cat-like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like it. And I, I like that it's like it's got big like uh, Kiki's delivery right where like mm-hmm. she can hear the cat but then like like it the cat is proof enough that it's all real but then like when it counts nobody can really hear it it's nope ah yeah he can't talk in the real world mm-hmm he can be sassy though. He's so sassy. I love him. <laughs> the cat's the best character, hands mm-hmm. down. And she also gets like a like a a rock, like a rock with a hole in it from the the spinster ladies. Oh um, yeah, they made it out of taffy. She tries to get advice from her neighbors, and like they're kind of helpful, but not really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When she when she has that, and she's ready to like head back into the other world. With the cat, like that's where we get like the big, the big like lore dump <laughs> from the cat. Big lore dump from the cat. <laughs> like, all right, here's the game plan. Here's what you're gonna do. Here's all of her weaknesses. She has none except that she likes to gamble. Yep, she loves gambling. She likes games. <laughs> she can't refuse if there's like a chance she could lose. Mm-hmm. She's big into loot boxes and <laughs> Overwatch. She loves Overwatch loot box gambling. Um, she's she re- sponsored by a casino on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's the CEO of every gotcha game that you play on your phone. Genshin Impact. <laughs> the reason why you can't get that six star character is because of the other mother. She yeah, doesn't she want you to have it. she doesn't want your money her assistant does but she wants you to be unhappy 
Well, it worked. Good job, <laughs> other mother. I'll never have Venti. I'll never be happy. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the cat essentially tells her, like, if you want her to let your parents and the uh, the other kids go, you're going to have to make it worth her while uh, mm-hmm. by, like, offering your soul. Yep, you got to strike a deal. Mm-hmm. And, like, and she does. Yeah. And as soon as she gets into the world, like all of the color is like gone. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of like um it'd be like if you were went to like a a theater during the day when like it's just the backdrops and stuff and there's like no lighting mm-hmm. or anything like Yeah, that's a better comparison than what I've always made in my head. <laughs> I've always compared it to like uh, you know that episode of Spongebob mm-hmm. when they time travel and they end up in that room and they're like alone uh-huh. alone yeah that's what I always think of that was pretty good too yeah, but just it's just a void <laughs> but it's clear like she is not she is not directing anything and like the world kind of just rots when when nothing else is going on yeah which is like curious like what else lives in that world? That's what I'm curious about. Because it's just like a void, but the mm-hmm. cat can go there. The other mother's real, but the other things are like just kind of her creations. Mm-hmm. So like, what else lives there? She's like kind of trapped there, but not really because she can send parts of herself into the like real world. Like, I think she could leave into the real world potentially, mm-hmm. but she gets like trapped. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's that's the scary part is not knowing. That's really scary, yeah. So she talks to the other mother, and she's like, okay, I have a deal for you. She's like, if I can find the souls of the missing children, um, then you'll set me free, and if not, then you can sew buttons into my eyes. And the other mother's like, that's not good enough. Or no, she says, I just want to find my parents. If I can mm. find my parents, then. And she says, it's not good enough. So she adds on that she needs to find the other souls, and so then she's like, okay, well, you have this long and, like, she has to find it before, like, the big button shadow, like, covers the moon, basically, which is mm-hmm. kind of messed up because it's not a real time frame. It's just, like, whenever the other mother decides, like, right. it, she definitely cheats at gambling. She's taking steps to make sure that, like, the other father and, like, other YB can't help. Oh, uh, she makes him smile, but that's earlier on. She, like, pins his, the sides of his mouth up so that he's smiling. Mm. She said he was frowning too much. Yes. Um, so, like, even the other, like, creations in her world, like, don't really like it. Yeah, they don't want to do it, but they have to. She's, like, making them. Mm-hmm. And you, you find that out. The first, like, big, quote, fight is in the garden. She is looking for the the soul, and she finds out that that little piece that she was given, the little, like, eye thing, she can look through it. And then she can see where the ghost eyes are, which are the souls. Mm-hmm. So then she has to fight other father on this giant pumpkin thing. With like, like Doc Ock arms and it's stuff. creepy. And he's like, don't want to hurt you. Uh-huh. And it's creepy. <laughs> he's all lumpy and sad. Because yeah. other mother Very did something to him. Because he just like, he couldn't k- keep his dang mouth shut. Yep. I think he like tried to warn her at one point and like that was the punishment. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cause like he pulled her out of the mirror and everything, but then he's still stuck there. Mm hmm. And as she, as she's like collecting stuff, like in each room, uh, the world like starts to collapse. And yeah. So obviously right. it needs like souls to sustain it. Yep. Once she has them, the area like kind of just shrivels up. So she goes, like, one by one. Um, She goes to the spinsters next. They're really creepy. They're... That scene is creepy. Mm -hmm. That's the only one, like, I legitimately am still, like, scared of. (laughs) It's so scary. They, like... They, like, merge together, right? They're, like, made of taffy. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, holding it. And then they, like... She reaches in to get it, and they're, like, screaming and, like, clawing after her. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, combined into one taffy person. 
And I don't know, something about the way it looks is so unsettling, but she does get that one pretty quickly, I feel like. Uh, and the dogs have like bat wings and like yeah. they're hanging upside down when she walks in. Yeah, the dogs are creepy too. It's just like they used to be. The first time we were here, everything was so nice. The dogs had little uniforms <laughs> and the spinsters were sexy. Like what? Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Now they're horrifying. And then a mouse tries to signal an alarm. Mm-hmm. And the cat appears to help. Love and the cat. He's like, I told you I didn't. I don't like a rat in the best of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, that one was signaling an alarm. And she's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Essentially to like let other mother know that like, oh, she's getting she's getting closer. Yeah, yeah she's got two of them. If you're going to sabotage, do it now. Yep. But uh, then she goes to Bobinski. And he's a bunch of rats in a trench coat. <laughs> I wish I was a bunch of rats in a trench coat. <laughs> you can't get COVID if you're a bunch of rats in a trench coat. <laughs> you or can you? Plague. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. <laughs> I forget what I think. I think they're like. It's just like buried beneath a swarm of rats. Right. And then they eventually yeah. like give the soul to Babinski and he. His voice gets higher and higher before he, like, falls apart. Yeah, into a bunch of rats, and then the rats are just running around with it. Mm-hmm. She does get it. She gets it from the rat. Or the cat gets it from the rat and hands it to her. Mm-hmm. I don't think rats are that scary. Rats are so cute. I did read a book once uh, in middle school that was called Rats with a Z, and it was about, like psychic ultra smart rats that like ate people and were trying to take over the world why'd they eat i didn't expect it to go there why were they eating people i they would just like there were like multiple scenes where they would just like swarm like people Uh that they knocked down and just like like, oh no eat them eat them up very graphic book oh what the heck should not, when probably did you read that? probably should not have been. <laughs> you want to know? The, <laughs> this is a tangent among tangents. Um, yeah. I read that book, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had a project in English class uh, that was like kind of free form. There were like a list of different things that you could do creative based on a book. Um, so I made a board game based off of the rats book. Um, so, like, you would play as, like, one of the two kids from the story, and you would have to, like, try to find a way to defeat the rats, and there were, like, plot points that you could hit, and, like, I had a, <laughs> there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card with a, with a monster that I think is just called Giant Rat that I, like, <laughs> cut out and, like, stuck at the end of the board game as, like, the final boss. Um <laughs> I think you had to like. That's great, though. We should recreate that and play it. <laughs> it was. I was very proud of it. Like, I even had like, I used like origami like paper folds to make it pop up when you like opened the game and stuff. Like, it's pretty neat. Is, is it called the rats? Uh, maybe. Are you looking it up now? I'm looking it up because the only thing I could find like rats with a Z was a TV series. Hmm. But then I found this one by James Herbert called The Rats. Included graphic depictions of death and mutilation. Probably, yeah. That's probably it. From 1974. That can't be. That's Rats by... Okay, there's no Z. It's Rats by Paul Zindel. Because there is The Rats by James Herbert. And there's... Um, a version with a forward by Neil Gaiman, so huh, that's interesting. Who's out? Yeah, okay. Interesting. Worlds collide. Worlds collide. We're not just even. Again. <laughs> They're not even related, but okay, cool. Huh? That's so, interesting. Did you send me the one that you read? No, I will do that now. But rats are so cute in real life. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I made a board game based off of a, a, a book about <laughs> rats. And anyways, back to the plot. What's happening with Coraline? There's a bunch of rats. That's what's <laughs> happening. Uh, they they had the the eye and they took it. And then the cat said, nope, and got it. Hmm. And then the cat was like, 
hey, uh, even though even if you find your parents, she's not going to let you out of here. And Coraline's like, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like she knows she's going to have to be extra clever. And then she goes into the bug room. I don't remember the bug room. Yeah, it's like this room where the other mother is and all the furniture is like beetles and stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love the Okay, yeah. yes. The art direction I, here is very cool. I love the bug room. It's it's so cool looking and she even like eats a beetle, like a chocolate uh-huh. beetle. <laughs> she says it's from Zanzibar. Uh-huh. Um and then she's like, "Well, you still have to find your parents." And she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know where they are." She's like, "They're in that door over there." But when, they're not. Uh, obviously, she's w- tricking her. Right. She's, <laughs> she's like, "Why no don't you idea go where get them for me?" Yeah, I don't know why other mothers like. Well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go get them for you. Mm-hmm. But she does. She goes over there. She's being tricked. Um, and then Coraline finds out where they actually are. In a snow globe. In the snow globe. And she grabs it. And then the other mother is like, you lost. And then the, there's a giant spider web. Mm-hmm. Huge spider web. And she's like, you, you're you bad. I'm going to take your eyes. She doesn't say that. She's way more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> you cheated at the game. And, uh, but she's basically like, you're a bad kid. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like fighting on this giant spider web because she, uh, how did she, she throws the cat at her face. Yeah. She Poor throws the cat at her face and he claws her eyes out. I mean, it works. It does work. She has to apologize later though. Uh-huh. In the book, uh, when that happens, uh, the other mother uh, bleeds a black like tar substance. Ew. Like not not actually blood. It's like gunk, I think. Ew. But yeah. That makes sense though. I, I don't feel like her blood would look normal. Mm-hmm. She's like a, a being, like an entity. Yeah. They also they have a name for her, like oh, yeah, the type of creature. It's the um the bell the beldum? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but that's what she is. I looked it up and it's, it's like just it was just created for Coraline pretty much. Huh. Very cool. Yeah, it's really neat. She's uh, scary. Yeah. So with with the cat uh, <laughs> distracting her and with her eyes gone, uh, she Coraline manages to get back into the crawl space, uh, and the kids like help her push against the door and yep. cut the other mother's hand off. Yep, and it's like creepy crawly metal hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where she like. Very, very spidery. Yep. And then her parents are back. Yeah, and everything's fine. Except not really, because the hand really. is sentient. And yep. Is crawling around, trying to trying to get Coraline one more time. Yep. She and goes th- to bed, and she puts the ghost eyes under her pillow. Mm-hmm. Free them, and they're like, well, we're free, but you're not. And she's like, what? It's like, <laughs> she's still trying to get you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no. So she wakes up. She goes to the well. She's going to bury the key there. She's got to throw the key down there. Yeah. She doesn't even know the hand is around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's like, I'm going to throw this key in the well where no one can get it. And then the hand appears to attack her and throw her down the well. But then uh. so does Wybee. Wybee shows up and saves the day. Mm-hmm. Because he's a good egg. He is a good egg. With his... Motorcycle? Does he have an engine uh, on his bike, or there's something going on there? It looks like there. a motorcycle. I think it's just his bike, though. <laughs> he wears like a welder's helmet with like a skull, like paint job on yeah, it. Yeah, he's strange, but I love him. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Do you want to know another like wild fact from the book? Yeah. So, Coraline is aware that the hand is like in the real world. Because it like wakes her up by like tapping and scratching at her window at night, and it's like messing with the rats and the cat. The hand itself is five feet tall. Oh no! They made it much smaller. <laughs> yeah, she would notice that. I can't, I could hear like you process that information. <laughs> that's like that's that's so tall. Yeah, that was, was a Why? bad scene. Well, and it's also 
fleshy in the book. Like, it's not mechanical. Oh. Um, they changed that because they thought it would be creepier. too upsetting for kids. I don't know. The metal hand, I feel like, is creepier. The sounds it makes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, a fleshy hand running around doesn't seem creepy. It just makes me think of um, the Adams Family. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. But I guess it's like, because it'd be the same, like, spindly fingers and, like, claws. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we we had, um, for the longest time, this Halloween decoration that was just the hand from the Adams Family, but we keep it out, like, all the time, and it uh-huh. just walked around the house. That's so good. So maybe that's why I don't think <laughs> that a hand walking around would be too scary. Like the ba da ba da yeah. <laughs> yeah, they th- they throw the hand down the well and everything is fine. Yeah, they trap it. They almost die. They wrap the key around it with some rocks and they throw it all the way down. Mm-hmm. And then everything is happy. Yeah. Her parents finish their work, so they like take a little break. They invite all the neighbors over for a party. It's a uh, party. And it's so nice, like... Make lemonade. Yeah. YB brings his grandma over, uh, and it's just, it's nice. I think she... Yeah, Coraline's like, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think she's, like, aware. She can probably feel, like, the other mother's presence is gone. Yeah, or like... yeah. Well, the doll, like, goes away. Mm-hmm. Because so... that's how she got her sister. Mm-hmm. With the doll. It's yeah. so sad, but it ends happy. I think I can't remember if I think the sister, like in the book, visits the grandma in the in her dreams and is like, "Hey, everything's cool now. I love you. Bye." That makes sense. I might be wrong. That that's probably like what got her to like come with YB. Yeah, that would make sense. I guess they probably wouldn't want to show that because like it's kind of sad. mm Hmm. They, they had to do a little bit, you know, to make it a kid's movie. And even then, like, the whole end sequence with, like, the creepy everything. Kids uh-huh. were like, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's the movie. We see the cat the one last time. And then, it's, and then it's done. He's great. The cat is the best part. Mm. But I love Coraline as a character. It's so It's so good. I have a couple of uh, the the awards and accolades if you're interested. Oh yeah, I am. I used I have used all my fun facts, so okay. I'm definitely interested. So, uh, Coraline is the third highest grossing stop motion animation uh, movie that's Thanks. like ever been released. Um, it won a couple of Annie awards uh, for its music, its character design, and its production design. It deserved all the awards. Yeah, it's very it's very cool. We didn't even really touch on like the like production side of it because there's like so much information. There's so much info. With with all stop motion things, I'll just suggest like with like every stop motion anything, there's tons of behind the scenes footage. Watch that. Like mm-hmm. I could never explain it the way that they show it. If so, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much work that goes into it. Like I don't think people realize how much work goes into it. <laughs> but uh, I'm so ready for that new stop motion Pinocchio to come out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be so creepy. <laughs> but if you go to uh, Laika's uh, website, they mm-hmm. have like pages dedicated to each of their movies with a yes. bunch of fun facts. So like, yeah, here's here's one. The Coraline puppet had 42 different wigs. Her hair was made from a special blend of three colors and made of everyday hair products like got to be glued, hair cement, and huh. Garnier Fructis texture paste. <laughs> huh. That's really cool. Yeah. So here's here's an, just to give you like like how much work goes into these movies. Support support like stop motion as an industry because like I, I can't think of many more folks that deserve it more. Um, the best, and it takes so much work. So typically, it took 10 people about three to four months to construct a single Coraline puppet. So there oh were 28 identical puppets. 
the main one was nine and three quarters inch tall. I love it. This is so neat. I'm just like I'm. I'm personally gonna probably browse through this site. Uh, yeah, I I was looking through it um, back when Texas froze over. I didn't want to use energy, so I didn't have my PC on, and we didn't have the TV on. But I have Hulu on my Switch, so I watched Missing Link, and then I was reading about like all of their films, like behind yeah. the scenes stuff. I I would love to cover Paranorman at some point. <gasps> yeah, we should. We should. That's one I haven't seen. So. It's, it's funny. I like it. I think I think Kubo is probably my favorite, um, like visually. Um, Have you seen Missing Link? I haven't seen that one yet. It's really good. It's yeah. so good. Like it does such fantastic work. They really do. I, I just love stop motion. Mm. Oh, what were the second and first highest grossing? Uh, stop motion films. I'm curious. Uh, I believe the first one is Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know. That's still raking in the cash like constantly. So it was Chicken Run. Chicken Run. And then <laughs> I forgot about Chicken Run. Okay, not not uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Which may not be taking into account like all the time it's it's been re released and everything. Yeah, I and, guess like, just like box office right and then the other one is wallace and gromit and the curse of the were rabbit oh huh. yeah. interesting it's so it's so neat uh yeah that's that's Coraline. it's so good everyone watch it if you haven't seen it before what are you doing <laughs> you should watch it get into it rent it from like the library or something yeah i'm sure there are there are probably this is probably one of the easier like movies to get a hold of. Oh, definitely. That we've yeah. covered. Um, yeah. Do we have any any final thoughts? No. Like wait, like like you were saying, support stop motion. There's a bunch of really good stop motion movies series. There's a game coming out. I forget the title. <gasps> oh, the like underwater one. Uh no. It's like um, it's called. Yeah. Boca Volantis. Yeah. Is it underwater? They're like on these like high rises. It's gonna be a platformer. Mm-hmm. It look it looks amazing. It looks amazing. There's been a bunch of behind the scenes for how they're doing it. Oh, that's and like not just the, the shadows. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, this one is amazing. I'm sure the underwater one is too. What's the underwater one? Oh, Harold Halibut. That's what it was. Oh. Handmade narrative games. I've never seen this one. It looks really good too. Yeah. Yeah, support stop motion. (laughs) Check it out. So good. Just there's tons of stop motion to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. But, Not yeah. all of it is scary either. No, just most of it. <laughs> because of how unsettlingly they move. and <laughs> No, they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> uh, I, I hope you're all very excited for our next episode. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's good. We're going we're gonna to have some good stuff coming out. So There's going to be... So much content. Y'all don't even know. No, um, they, they don't. They're not prepared. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to yeah. our show. Thank you. Everyone, remember to keep staying safe. Yeah, wear your mask. Get, get, get vaccinated. vaccinated. Get heckin' vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I will personally fight you. <laughs> not really, though. Nobody take that seriously. Uh, <laughs> but also get vaccinated. I was going to say, we made it. We made it. We, we have to reset our chalkboard that says uh, episodes since we've threatened the audience and put it back at zero. <laughs> put it back at zero. We were so I close. I just want everyone to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourselves uh, and drink water because it is so hot outside. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.
Hi folks, just popping in one more time to remind you all about that link to GLAD's list of resources to support the black community and the fight to combat racism, discrimination, and police brutality. It's a wonderful page with a ton of material, including links to legal defense funds, organizations, and educational resources. That'll be included in the episode description as well as our social media channels. Thank you. You've been listening to Monster Masquerade. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know somewhere on the internet and consider sharing the show with a friend. If you have a suggestion or topic you'd like to see us discuss, hop on over to our Patreon to unlock exclusive bonus content and do just that. And we'd super appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It's the fastest way to help the show grow. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. That's the end of the episode, and I'd be Cora Lion if I said I didn't enjoy it. That's the worst ending I've ever come up with. <laughs>